Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership, where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. I'm your host, Brina Morales. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, and we're talking about new data showing the U.S. economy remains strong, defying predictions of a slowdown. Plus, we'll chat about Houston's housing market. Patrick, welcome. Hi, Brina. It's good to see you. Those who are listening don't realize that Brina and I can actually see each other. I know. Uh, (laughs) Always a pleasure to see you and always a pleasure to visit. It's always a pleasure to try to share some insights as to what's going on in the U.S. economy and the Houston's economy. That's right. All right, Patrick. So let's start off with the Bureau of Economic Analysis recently released its estimates for gross domestic product. Did the data surprise you? Oh, gosh, yeah, it surprised. Well, yeah, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised, but I, I knew the U.S. economy was growing strong. So those who are listening out there, uh, U.S. GDP grew at a 4.9% annual rate in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put that in comparison, the, the last four quarters, the growth has been averaging between 2.1% and 3.2%. So it's it's well over the short-term average. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Atlanta Fed had been forecasting GDP would come in about 5.4%. So it's just a little below that. Mm-hmm. Uh I had an inkling that it would come in pretty high. I didn't know it would come in this high, but boy, I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that is a big jump. Patrick, so what's been driving GDP growth? It, it's still, it's you and me. It's still consumer spending. Uh, mm-hmm. Consumer spending has not let up. It's strong on both purchases of goods and of services. And when you think of consumer spending, most people are thinking of retail. It's not just retail. It's it's going to, to watch the Astros and spending money mm-hmm. at the ballpark. It's taking your family to the movies. It's going out to the restaurants. It's it's going to the doctor. It's renting an apartment. It's it's buying insurance. It's financial services. Just all the money that you and I are spending in the economy is it's we're still spending at a fairly healthy pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that is coming from our excess pandemic savings that gets talked about a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. All that government stimulus money went into savings accounts or checking accounts or some sort of investment. It's being drawn out. But also, and I don't think this gets talked about enough, uh, if you're in situations like myself, I refinance my my loan, my mortgage, mm-hmm. back when interest rates fell below 3%. And so my mortgage note's a lot less. It gives me a little bit more money to spend elsewhere in the economy. Mm-hmm. I think that might be overlooked. But th- there are other aspects that we're seeing. Uh, exports actually went up somewhat in the third quarter, and that was good to see. We've also seen an, an increase in, in government spending uh, at the federal level, the state level, and the local level. Mm-hmm. And all that all that has fed in, and that's a, one of the things which is supporting it. There was something else which uh, probably hasn't gotten enough play in the media, maybe it will come out, mm-hmm. is that we talk about inflation, and inflation is, is mm. still a problem. We hear about what's called the Consumer Price Index and the CPI. That's mm-hmm. the big headline number. But the Fed, you know, the central bank, which is setting interest rates, they look for some, something different. They look at something called the PCE index, or so the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index. And they think that's a better measure of inflation. And they actually have their own equivalent to the core where they take out for the volatile energy and food prices. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter, the PCE index or inflation as the Fed prefers to measure it was only 2.4%. And that's mm-hmm. down from 3.7% in the prior quarter which means according to the number the Fed likes to follow the most, mm-hmm. inflation seems to be abating. So maybe, I can't predict what the Fed's going to do, but maybe this gives them a little bit more leeway to, to back off on raising interest rates. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of the concerns is the Fed's going to raise interest rates and keep them 
too high for too long to crash the economy. Mm-hmm. It, I, I think the Fed's done a remarkable job this time. I think maybe they have engineered the soft landing. Mm-hmm. So what does such robust U.S. growth mean for Houston? It's great news for Houston because Houston is more dependent upon the U.S. economy now than it's ever been in the past. Mm-hmm. We can no longer say that energy is the sole driver of Houston's economy or the main driver of Houston's economy. Now, if the U.S. economy is doing well, Houston should do well. And right now, actually, Houston's economy has slowed down a little bit. So we need the U.S. economy to do well because that will continue to, to buoy Houston's economy. If the U.S. started to slip into recession or slid to really slow growth, there's no way Houston could avoid it. Mm-hmm. But it, it really, it bodes well for Houston. I am so happy with the number. Let's shift to maybe some less cheerful news. The Mortgage Bankers Association reports the average interest rate on a 30-year home loan is now 7.8%. That's a big jump from you know people who bought their houses maybe a few years ago. So how is that going to impact the economy and specifically Houston? Well, yeah, that is. It is sad news because it's definitely going to impact uh, anybody who wants to buy a home, anybody who's in the home building business, mm-hmm. even people who are in the business of selling home furnishings, uh, the economy in general. Mm-hmm. We've, we've definitely seen a, a a slowdown in home sales because the interest rates are so high. It has made financing a home or the cost of a home so much more expensive. Uh, the, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they're reporting that New home loans, new mortgages are at their slowest pace since 1995. Wow. Think think about that. That's 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's basically keeping buyers out of the market. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, rates are going to continue to go up because interest rates, especially the interest rate on a 10-year treasury bill, continues to go up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to track the direction that mortgage rates are going to go, follow treasury bills. They are the one that leads the way. Now, right now, interest rate is roughly 7.9%, the average on a 30-year mortgage. That's the highest it's been since the year 2000. So it is really starting to slow down home buying in the region and not just in the region, but across the U.S. All right. So Patrick, before we continue, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our Bayou Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the numbers, 53.com. I want to follow up on 7.9% interest rate means we're caught in this double problem or, or double vortex, double conundrum. Uh, home prices have gone up at the same time interest rates have gone up. Mm-hmm. And, and to put it in perspective, in, in, in September of 2019, the median price home in Houston sold for about $245,000. The interest rate was about 3.6%. You could get into that house for a, a monthly payment of about $1,500. You know, fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. is affordable for for most families, or for a mm-hmm. lot of families. Right now, the median priced home in Houston is selling for about three hundred thirty thousand dollars at a seven point nine, seven point eight percent interest rate. You're looking at a payment of oh, of over two thousand seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So just over a period of four to five years, the monthly note has gone up almost twelve hundred dollars. And unfortunately, wages and income salaries have not gone up that much. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why we've seen such a drop off in home sales and such a drop-off in housing affordability, not just in Houston, but it's across the U.S. I mean, homes are more affordable in Houston than they are across the U.S. because our home prices tend to be somewhat lower, mm-hmm. but homes in Houston are not as affordable as they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the challenge as we continue seeing these interest rates going up. Well, well, there's been a lot of talk about what's going on is when you have higher interest rates, people who refinance their home, 
during the low rates, I, I refinance my home at below 3%, mm-hmm. are, are going to be less willing to put their home on the market and sell it because if they bought a new home, they'd have to be paying the higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing listings right now. There are only about 24,000 single family homes listed for sale in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically right now, we should see 38 or 40,000 homes. People are reluctant wow. to list their home because if they sell, they're going to have to pay that much more for a home. Mm-hmm. And, and we're also looking at it and you could see it just in, in pending home sales. Pending home sales now are, are well below where they were two years ago. So we're definitely seeing the market slow down. And as I touched upon earlier, it's going to affect uh, everything from uh, people, the people who sell new furnishings to people who sell landscaping services. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, when my, my wife and I moved into a new home five years ago, we decided uh, we're going to get rid of all the living room furniture. We didn't want to look at that old couch in a new house. <laughs> we didn't mm-hmm. want to look at that old dining table in a new house. And so by our buying a home, we added additional juice to the economy because we went out and bought other things. Mm. When you start to see home sales go down, you're going to see sales of the uh, furnishings and other items go down as well that that go into a new home. And overall impacting the economy. Yeah. Yes. Overall, it's, it's definitely slowing down. I would say it's slowing down. Mm -hmm. It's not the the main factor slowing the economy down, Mm -hmm. but we are definitely seeing a slowdown in Houston's economy. Okay. All right. So let's say I am one of those people who, you know, I have my house, I've locked in my low interest rate. Why should I care about this news? A couple of reasons. For one thing, uh, your neighbor or uh, someone, someone in your family wants to buy a house, they're going to find it much more difficult. Mm-hmm. If at some point you do decide you're going to want to leave your house, you're going to find it much more difficult. The slowdown in home sales affects the broader economy. If the broader economy slows down, and there's less sales tax collected. You can see property values start to stagnate and you see overall slower economic growth. Mm-hmm. And slower economic growth is not good for the region. Even if you feel secure in your job, mm-hmm. it, your, neighbor, your neighbor might not be secure in their job or your brother-in-law or mm-hmm. uh, your nephew. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does this mean? Does this mean we're going to see more people going to the renter's market? Oh, yes, definitely. We're going to see more people going to the renter's market. Uh, uh, it's, you know, if you think about it, you can get into a very nice two bedroom apartment, brand new that has a pool and a spa and a workout room (laughs) and probably has, uh, social activities on a Friday night for about $1,700 a month Mm. to get into the median price home. You're going to be paying 2,700 a month. So for a thousand dollars less, you can live in a really nice brand new apartment and, most likely a very nice neighborhood and save that thousand dollars to spend somewhere else. Well, actually you don't have that thousand dollars. That's why you're in the, in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So you're going to definitely see people become more st- stick in apartments. And that may be the one thing that helps save the apartment market in Houston or help uh, soften some of the books. Apartments are overbuilding and, and we've seen apartment rents flatten while mm-hmm. housing prices go up. So it definitely means we're going to see more renters uh, and not just, I'm talking about apartments, but also single family homes as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's end on a positive note. What's some good news that we can share? Positive note. Well, let's go back to, to GDP. Let's go back okay. to the Bureau of Economic Analysis number. Uh, I, I looked it up right now in the third quarter of 2023, U.S. gross domestic product was $27.6 trillion. That's hmm. trillion with a T. The U.S. economy is bigger now than it has ever been before. And I've been trying to figure out how do you write $27.6 mm-hmm. trillion dollars? 
it's 27.6 with 11 zeros behind it. Wow. So, <laughs> so it, it's a big number. I mean, it's, it's almost unfathomable. Mm -hmm. But that is a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. We are the largest economy on the earth mm -hmm. and it provides a lot of opportunities. It also provides some responsibilities, but uh, it, it's good to be in a country with such a large and robust economy. All right, Patrick. Well, thanks for joining me today. Brian, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the news page at houston.org. There, you will also find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the partnership's work to make a difference in Houston. A special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make this podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Bayou Business Download. <laughs>